People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I'm your host, Brent Pope, and my guest today is Emma Maloof. Emma is multi-talented. She is an accomplished ballet dancer and opera singer. Ballet and opera, she may be too classy for the show, you guys. She's also a terrific actor, and she currently appears as Allison Tripp on the FX Ryan Murphy drama American Crime Story Impeachment. So we will definitely talk all about that. And we also had a delightful breakfast from Caravana Coffee Shop in North Hollywood. So we're talking Austin, Texas, Jane Austen, Steve Austin, the $6 million man, because I want to, and because we have Emma Balouf today on Breakfast. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. Yeah, it's character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me, Brent. I'm super happy to be here. Yes, thank you for coming in. We actually met at an event where they were <laughs> where they were introducing. It was like they were trying out this new futuristic camera. Yeah. That had. Uh, it was a phone. It was like it was a three D phone. phone. It was a three D phone where you could do holograms. Yeah. Of people, and yeah. it seemed like it really worked. And I remember afterwards, we we're like, "This is gonna be really cool." Yeah. And then it was like. Nothing. Never, ever. <laughs> Never heard of it again. And that's been five years ago? I think it was maybe like three years ago. Okay. But still. Still three years ago. And no one else has no. done this hologram technology. No. Other and than you know, on like Star Wars. It was cool, but it made me really dizzy. Yeah. Like, like a little bit sick to my stomach when we saw like you could test it out. Yeah. It was a big event. It was. It was. I, I it was, was a cool event too. I was super excited. We can't ever talk about it except no. now because no, hardly anyone was there. <laughs> no one and knows the phone about never it. Never came out. It's a complete mystery. We'll have to do some research. Maybe it came yeah. out and it was just total and just flop or didn't work at all. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like you said, maybe <laughs> the thing was like stealing people's souls and making them dizzy. <laughs> like I got dizzy because my soul got stolen. And like uh, oh they're going to get gosh. sued for all these people losing their souls. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that's how we met. Yeah. And I've you know definitely kept in touch with your career and things. And yeah. I'm, I'm so excited that, that you're doing so much cool stuff now. Thank you. You were born in Seattle, right? Yes, Seattle, uh, Washington. And then you moved to Austin, I think, when you were like 10? Yeah, I had just turned 10 when I moved okay, there. Okay, and now you're in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So those three places, tell me if there is one, like yeah. the role that each one of those places played in your kind of development as a creative type person. Yeah, absolutely. So when I was born, I've always been very creative. I'm, my mom has told me stories of when I was little, I just would be, I'd use my imagination with everything and I'd be dressing up in princess dresses and I'd watch a movie and I'd be rehearsing the scenes in the movie and memorizing the lines from like three years old. And uh, when I was three, my Mimi and Poppy, my grandparents, they took me to go see Pacific Northwest Ballet's production of The Nutcracker. Oh, cool. And I saw Clara on stage and the music and little three-year-old me was like, oh my gosh, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Here's this dancer 
telling this amazing story of this young girl who gets a nutcracker from her mysterious uncle and goes on this magical adventure with sugar plum fairies. And then, oh my gosh, all of a sudden the the nutcracker turns into this handsome prince and they go on this adventure together. And I was like, that is what I want to do. And um, intermission came and I like, I danced for all of the, all of the fellow attendees and you know, all of them were watching me. And I remember people coming up to me, oh, you're such a cute little dancer. You should, you should be Clara. And I was like, yep, one day I will be. And so really for, for 12 years, I pursued ballet and I loved it every minute of it, especially having the opportunity to perform on stage because that's what I loved. I loved being able to put on the costume and tell a story through dance and also in a way theater because you you have to be very expressive with your face and and so yeah i i pursued dance while i was in seattle and then when we moved to austin texas i danced with ballet austin and was in their production of the nutcracker as well oh, wow. as alice in wonderland um which was really fun now was that a ballet version of alice in wonderland yeah the ballet oh, ballet that's cool. ballet alice in wonderland i was a card in the queen's court and i was the key Because you know how in Alice in Wonderland, there's the key Mm -hmm. that opens up the door. So I was a featured soloist and I got to be the key and it was really cool. And I had this long white spandex suit that covered my head and on it was like a giant key. Yeah. It it was really cool. It was a lot of fun and I got to wear point shoes and all of that. And yeah, so, you know, but when obviously film and acting has also been a really big part of my life. It's just been something that I've always had a huge passion for. And, you know, so while I was dancing, I would be watching films. I took acting classes on the side every week and uh, was making movies with my friends on iMovie and directing them and acting in them. And I wrote a couple plays for my friends that we all performed in the backyard once a month. And all these different things. So acting has always been a part of me. I've always wanted to be a part of, you know, magical worlds and telling amazing stories. And um, so it kind of came down when I met Jess. uh, Our manager. Our manager, amazing manager. When I met her, we were like, okay, I love acting. And I know that that really at the end of the day is what I want to do. So let's try it. And I'll come out to L.A. for pilot season. Yeah. So myself, my Mimi and, and Poppy. For people who don't know, pilot yeah. season is, it's not just one season. But right. in general, there is kind of there a thing is, they call yeah, pilot season yeah. where a lot of new shows are being tried out. Right, exactly. And they may or may not make it, but they might shoot a bunch of them and then yeah. see, oh, we're going to do this show or we're see not going to do this show. Yeah, yeah. So in case people aren't aware of how, what pilot yeah. season is. But yes, go ahead. So I came out. My Mimi and Poppy and I had the same Mimi and Poppy that took me to the Nutcracker. I've never heard Mimi and Poppy either. That's a new. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. what I call them. I've heard mm-hmm. Poppy. I've never heard Mimi. Yeah, that's, I like that one. Mimi, Mimi and, and Poppy. Poppy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and so they came out with me. We moved to Marina Del Rey. We were in an Airbnb, a one-bedroom Airbnb, <laughs> for two months. And this is one of my favorite stories. You know, there was only one bed, so we got a blow-up mattress that they had somewhere at their house in Seattle because they still lived in Seattle. Okay. And so we blew up the air mattress, but it had a hole in it, like a tiny, 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 couldn't find the hole. And so every morning for two months, I'd end up on the floor. Like when I woke up in the morning, I'd be on the floor. And it was freezing because it was the bottom Mm -hmm. level, you know, and that's like what February and March pilot season typically is. So it's still rather chilly here. You're leaving the winter months and into spring. So 
the air was definitely cooler and I'd wake up freezing yeah. and on the hard floor. That's funny. <laughs> but like just such a wonderful memory. And so we came out and I had to make the very difficult decision of whether I wanted to pursue dance or whether I wanted to pursue acting. And it was definitely one of the most difficult decisions I've ever had to make because dancing, that's what I did for 12 years. That's yeah. who I was. That's what I knew. That's I loved it. But I knew at the end of the day, acting is something I felt called to and really is what I loved. So I came out and I never left. And wow. <laughs> here we are. And my amazing Mimi and Poppy, they stayed with me here in LA for two years. And the three of us just explored Los Angeles, went on auditions. My poppy, he's so cute. He called himself my Uber driver because, yeah. you know, I was 14. So I, when we first moved out here, so I couldn't drive. And I also, I wanted to get my license in Austin and then the pandemic hit. So like, I just, he, they drove me everywhere, which was so cute to all my auditions and everything. And uh, yeah. And then the pandemic COVID happened right. and I ended up going back to Austin and that was in that period I had auditioned for American Crime Story. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that in a little yes. bit. Uh, yes. That's very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. So anyways, that's the whole journey of my, of how I'm here. Long story. Yeah. That's a great story. I had a similar choice about whether I was going to be an actor or a dancer. I'm very, <laughs> very light on my feet. But I picked the acting, so we won't talk about it. But uh, trust me, I was really good. Got rid of the videos because it's just, it's too hard it's for too, me to yes. watch. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's really emotional for you. That's right. <laughs> you know, I do I love, love Seattle. It. Yeah, Seattle's um, beautiful. I What I found funny in Seattle is like there were people performing in Seattle mm -hmm. that are like, they're not doing anything and people are giving them money. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, so I'm just, so I was literally in Seattle and I was like, you were I just performer? took off my hat and I literally <laughs> just did that, that tap dance thing where you go like this. Yeah. And somebody gave me a dollar. And I was like, yeah, I made a dollar. I made it. I'm a performer. I'm a performer. And then I put my hat back on and I went on my way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love it. That's so great. <laughs> That's my story of being a street performer in Seattle for 30 seconds. But I do love Seattle. Yeah, it's uh, really beautiful. I'm old enough to remember like the whole grunge scene in Seattle. Yeah. I loved all that music. Yeah. I like the, how they just love coffee up there. Mm -hmm. I don't. We have some great coffee shops. Yeah. There's a there's a coffee shop on Queen Anne. They just, though, I, I went back recently a couple months ago for a weekend up to Seattle. It was the first time I'd been back in probably three or four years. And my favorite bakery, it, it used to be called La Rev, I believe. Okay. But then they just knew management, and so they rebranded, and it's a new name. I can't remember what it's called now, but it's on Queen Anne. They have the best Queen Amal of of all time. I kid you not. I used to have my, every time my Mimi would go back to Seattle and then come back here, I'd have her bring me Queen Amon's from wow. the bakery. They are, I, and I've searched and searched and searched in both here in LA mm -hmm. and Austin to yeah. try and find a Queen Amon that is that good. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know the last time I had a Queen Amon? Hmm. Yesterday. And it's the first Queen Amon I ever had. Really? It was literally yesterday. It was at a, a place in Calabasas. I'll tell you about it uh, off the air because it's probably going to be at an, another Brampus in the future. So yes. I don't want to spoil where it is right now. We'll talk yes. about it on that show. But yeah. And it's so weird because it sounds like Queen, like the Queen. And right. it's like K-O-U-I-G-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A-M-A-N-N. -N, because mm -hmm. it's one of those from the Breton part of 
France, mm-hmm. which is, is yeah. where they speak. It's a Celt. It's Celtic. It's some kind of Celtic language mm-hmm. they speak there, where everything is just like the who knows how they spell these <laughs> things. Yeah. But I, you know, the Queen Amon is known as the uh, fattest pastry in all of Europe, is what it's been described as. People. It truly is, and you, ha- they can sometimes if they're not made right, they'll be dry, mm-hmm. and you don't. They're not supposed to be dry. It's supposed to be the fattest pastry in Europe. It's it shouldn't be, be dry. It's supposed to be buttery and yep. caramely and. I could go on and on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I found one place in Austin that oh, really? makes a really good Queen Amon. Cool. I didn't even know what a Queen Amon was until, was it the last season of the Great British Bake Off? Oh, they had to make, I think it was a technical challenge. Yeah, yeah, and where they no had to make them. What this no thing one knew what No yeah. one knew what it was. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, I could do it. I know what it is. Oh my God, that's hilarious. You yeah. would have killed it on that oh, one. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, yeah. Queen Amon, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're getting mad respect for me already for uh, liking the Queen Amon, knowing what the Queen Amon is. Yes. Liking the Queen Amon. And hey, spoiler alert, more Queen Amon to come in future breakfast. Uh, <laughs> that's really funny, how though. How many that, times like, can we say Queen Amon? <laughs> I wish it was like, a company. How many times? I wish it was a company that would give us a sponsorship <laughs> now. Like, <laughs> this <laughs> breakfast brought to you by Queen, Queen Amon. Amon. When you need the fattest pastry, pastry. in Europe, only Queen Amon. Not only are you a ballet dancer, mm-hmm. which I have no concept of how hard that would be. Yeah. Uh, you're also an opera singer. Yeah. And I think you told me that you kind of discovered by accident that you could actually do the opera. Because that's like a whole yeah. different thing. You have to be able to go super high. Yeah, it is. Really use your diaphragm. Yeah. There's a whole vibrato thing. Mm-hmm. How did this happen? Well, I've always had really great pitch. I've always loved singing and... When we moved to Austin, someone said, you should take singing lessons. Like, you have a you have a great voice. You should, you could really utilize it. And I was like, okay, I, I know nothing about classically singing. So I went to this one place in Austin and I met with a wonderful coach. And it was just our first kind of consultation to see what my range was, that sort of thing. And she just kept going up and up and up and up and up and up and up up the scales and she's like you're a you are a soprano like a very high soprano and you have vibrato and she's like I think you could sing opera I was like that is something I've never thought about never something you know I've all I always loved like musicals and and operettas and everything and but I'd never stretched my vocal cords to actually really go for it and so here I was I started learning and classically training and I really enjoyed it and you know but it kind of got to the point too where I was I was younger when I when I started I was probably 14 13 14 and I just I was like "Ah, opera I kind of want to be an actor like I don't know if I want to keep pursuing it and so it, it had I I stopped taking lessons when I moved to LA and so it's been maybe a year and a half since I've taken a lesson and the other day I was I was sitting by myself in my room and I just started singing uh, O Mio Babino Caro, which is a opera song. And it's been a while since I've sung it. And I hadn't realized how much my vocal cords had matured yeah. <laughs> in a year and a half. And the fact that I could still access that range in my voice and sing this song that I hadn't sung in a really long time. I have a voice recording of it. <laughs> I start to tear up and I'm like, my voice catches and I, I had to stop singing for a second because it was just, I forgot how freeing it was. Wow. 
to let your voice go there. And it's a very emotional, powerful experience. And kind of like acting, it it has this really beautiful ability to transport you, not only as the singer, but your audience to just imagine themselves in a world where this song is being sung. It's It's really cool. And guess what, my breakfast burrito brigade? We actually have that audio of Emma singing the opera song and then having to regroup in the middle and then finishing strong. So let's listen to it now. That's crazy. I The emotion is really cool there at the end, but there's no way in a million years that I would be like, that's Emma's voice. It sounds like, it just sounds like someone much more mature in years. Yeah. It sounds like someone that's like probably in their 30s that's been singing opera forever. <laughs> Not that I'm an expert on opera, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of godsmacked right now. Uh, <laughs> is it godsmacked or gobsmacked? I've gob. heard both. Gob. I think gobsmacked. gobsmacked. Who's gob? That's like, a great question. I feel like Gob just came in. God would smack, smack you me way better face. than Gob. This guy, oh Gob, <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Anyway, I've been told a couple times that I have the body of a older opera singer, <laughs> and was very upset. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. That's very. I mean, that's. I'm impressed. Let's get to American Crime Story impeachment. Yeah. This season is airing right now, so you're playing Allison Tripp. Yes. The daughter of Linda Tripp, mm-hmm. uh, and you're pretty much throughout the entire season. She's portrayed by Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. You're her teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: When you after you book this part, do you ever meet Allison Tripp? Do you discover the character on your own? Yeah. How does this happen? Yeah. Well, after I booked it, I I did not have the pleasure of meeting Allison. So it really, just it came down to a lot of research yeah. and uh, just empathy. You know, because I can't imagine what, I mean, I had to imagine, right? you know, uh, what she was going through and just the whole situation. And so I really had to think to myself, how would I feel if that was my mom having to walk through all of that? We're not through the season yet, but I'm yeah. imagining like the arc so far is like, you're a typical teen. I'm pretty much just a typical just, teen at just this moment. <laughs> mad at your mom all the time. Yeah. And I assume later on there's going to be things that happen because yeah. we know historically what happens. And yeah. then you're going to probably feel bad for your you mom. You start to you know? see some differences. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool. You got to work with uh, Linda Tripp is played by the wonderful Sarah Paulson. Mm-hmm. What was it like working with her? 
She's amazing. Yeah. She's so cool. She's the coolest. It was so fun getting to know her and getting to work with her. Uh, I've said this before, but she just has such an incredible attention to detail in everything. She's also producing the show. Okay. And so she's one of the producers. And so she knows what's going on at every single moment. Yeah. Her acting is phenomenal because she walks in and she's like, does this feel real? Would I... Would, would would Linda do this? Would someone come in, say this, do that? And just also seeing her completely transform. Yeah. The physicality, yep. all of her little nuances and, and idiosyncrasies. It was, And then seeing that, then translating on screen, watching now the show as it's premiering has been so cool. Yeah, I, I definitely remember, I don't remember Linda Tripp like in great detail, mm-hmm. but when I watch her, I'm like, Oh, that's like her, yeah. that's her physical presence. That's how yes. she kind of looks when she walks. Yeah. Some of the little facial things she does. Yes. I'm like, oh my God. That She'll looks... like touch her hair yep. and all the things. It's it, it, so great. She's a person that like on the first American Crime Story, which is the People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that season. Yeah, she played Marsha Clark. Yeah, and she won every award. Everything. I mean, she won the Emmy. She yeah. won the Golden Globe. She yeah. won the Critics' Choice. She mm-hmm. won the, oh gosh, what's the other one? Uh, The SAG Awards, the Screen yeah. Actors Guild Awards. Did she give you any of those awards just as a coaster? She's like, I got all these awards. Oh, yeah. Here you go, Emma. You're playing yeah, my daughter yeah, yeah. in this. Just take <laughs> take the critic's choice. I, you know. No. Um, no. She did. She did give me a gift when I wrapped. Yeah. yeah Ooh, she did. Can you tell us she, what that is? Yes. She gave me a pair of Irene Newman earrings. And they are little horses. Because Aww. Allison was an equestrian. And yeah. so... I read a lot about how she rode and everything. And so these little, these little horse earrings, little studs, they're so cool. beautiful. Yeah. I wear them all the time. They're gorgeous. You Now you, you lived in Austin for a long time. Did you ever yeah. pick up horseback riding? No. No. But I, I mean, I, I love it. Like I love yeah. horses. <laughs> you yeah. want to know a great story? Yes. Okay. So one of my first auditions out here in Los Angeles. So preface, I, I do like horses. Yeah. I have taken a couple lessons here and there. Uh, we used to vacation in Sun Valley, Idaho, and there's a, there, that's a big riding community out there. So like I, I go on trail rides. So I have ridden horses before and I used to wish a wild stallion would like run across the road when we were visiting in Sun Valley and I could like rescue it and tame it and you know, all that stuff. Anyways, So I was in an audition for a Nickelodeon show. They were creating this new like pop girl band, hip hop pop girl band. Okay. I cannot do any other style of dance besides ballet. Like my body just does not rhythmically, rhythmically move in hip hop, jazz, all that. So I go in and they, this was also, this was my first audition. So I didn't really fully know. I wasn't fully prepared. Nerves, all that. I was 15. And I walk in and it's all the producers, same producers that produced the show Empire. So, you know, big, really prominent in the hip hop industry. And I'm just not, I'm not hip hop. Like my look is not hip hop. I just, I'm not. And that's okay, you know, because it's just not, it's not me, but I was. I went in, and they're like, "Okay, please say your name. We're gonna slate your name, your age, your height, and a fun fact about you." And then my mind went blank because I was already stressed out because I didn't know that they were gonna have me dance in the audition either. And I got in there, and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna need you to do a hip hop dance, freestyle hip hop." And I was like, "Oh, oh!" So I'm already nervous wow. thinking about the dance. 
And so I start my slate and my mind goes blank. And I'm like, I don't know any fun facts about me. Like what, what is a fun fact about Emma? Like I have no idea. So I'm standing there and I'm like, hi, my name is Emma Maloof. I'm 15 years old. I'm 5'5". And a fun fact about me is that I love everything to do with horses. (laughs) 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 Which is a lie. Like I, I've ridden a horse maybe five, five times in my life. And here I am saying, I love, not just, I love horses. No, no. I love everything to do with horses. That's funny. Yeah. And I didn't like, book the audition. Tommy here has a horse ranch. Tommy, get over <laughs> yeah. here. Emma's an expert on horses. Uh- <laughs> oh gosh. It was really bad. It was not great. That's not, I will say that's not the worst thing you could have said. No. Because they're probably not going to be like, oh, they're, we know a bunch sure. about horses too. Sure, sure, sure. It just wasn't the right place right. to say that. You know what I right. mean? And also, that's not true. Yeah, so well, it was like, it's just <laughs> in no way was that. Yeah. If you want to anyway. nitpick uh, that your, <laughs> your fun fact about you, <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I lie about horses I a lot. That, <laughs> But I actually do. But no, yeah, no, I no, I get what yeah, you're saying. Like, yeah, just, gosh, imagine if they ask you like follow up questions. You've been like, uh, I made that up. All right, fine. Um, yeah. So, how, okay, let me ask you this: How did yeah. the hip hop dance go? Did you have oh. anything prepared for it? Did no. you like channel like Save the Last Dance or no. something and like here's that? The thing. Listen, so my nerves were kick, were kicking in, but and how I knew they were going to ask me to dance was I was in you know the waiting room hearing the other girls. Yeah choosing a song and then having to dance to it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I have nothing prepared. And then at that moment, too, my mind goes blank and I can't think of a stinking song to pick. And so the girl before me played Happy, I think by Pharrell yeah, yeah, Williams. Pharrell. Yeah. yeah, Pharrell. And so I go, <laughs> like, I'll just, I'll just, Happy's great. I'll just dance to that one, too. And I don't know what the heck I did, but it it probably wasn't, wasn't pretty. Wow. Yeah. Well, look, I... There's there are auditions like that, you know. Yeah. I had one I remember where I don't know why I was at this commercial audition for the Target Spring catalog. Nice. And everyone else, I'm telling you, was like six two. <laughs> yeah. You know, six two model, and then me, like five nine, dumpy looking. And then the things are like, <laughs> they're like, okay, so you're gonna walk over here. You're gonna strike a pose. You're gonna turn <laughs> around. Yeah. You're gonna flip the jacket over, and you spike another <laughs> pose. And I was just like. I am not going to book this. this so I was not... just the most ridiculous. I made them laugh so much, but I was like, I There's, I'm not booking this. Oh, my gosh. And then I remember as I left, I I just thought it was funny as I walked out uh, to make a comment to all the people sitting out there. And I go, oh, this is what passes for models. <laughs> and, then I, and then I just. <laughs> oh, man. As if I was like some kind of new kind of model. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was oh, like, man. I, was, I felt humiliated, but at the same time, I was like, oh, there's no way I was going to get So I just had So hopefully you at least just had fun during that audition. And and like the thing is, too, is it's it now is this beautiful thing that I just get to laugh at. Like what a fun experience that was. And as crazy and weird as it was, just it gave me an opportunity to laugh at myself and not take myself too seriously and be like, everyone has these experiences. Heck, I one time forgot the casting director's name and she was so nice to me that I was like, oh my gosh, a casting director is actually nice to me. And I was like, I went up and I gave her a hug and I was like, remind me of your name again. (laughs) And she's like, uh, I didn't book that either. Yeah, well, (laughs) there you go. You just have to say stuff. I love you. I love you. Oh, my God. We know each other. We can't even. 
Let's get coffee Let's together. Let's finish these other sentences. Your name is, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. I've been yeah. there. Yeah. Before we go any further, we had a really fun breakfast at Caravana. It's a t- little hole in the wall place, mm-hmm. but it's it's decorated really cool. I like the little menu. They have pastries from a place called Cake Monkey. Yeah. We had a, uh, what was it? It was a donut that had like a pumpkin icing really on it. was a pumpkin on spice it. donut. Yeah. And actually, it was it was delicious. It was really good. And that's not normally my go-to, but no. it's that time of year. It's that time it's of year. Almost, and it was delicious. Yeah, it was really, really good. I know. I have my cozy full sweater on and everything. I'm like, I'm ready. I, I am ready. Look, I'm ready. I love when you can start wearing your hoodie mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. that you can only wear for like two months mm-hmm. or after 11 Especially o'clock at night. Especially here in L.A. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so I had... Uh, you had the soy rizo. Soy rizo tacos, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is like chorizo, like a Mexican sausage. But the soy rizo is really good. Yeah. And it tasted... I mean, it was very delicious. The, the corn tortillas and yeah. the, I had some uh, some salsa verde and yeah. some cilantro. I think they had a creamy cilantro sauce it was like on a, it too. It was like a cilantro crema or yep. something. Yeah, it looked really yep. good. Um, and I was totally satisfied with that. What, what did you have? I got their green breakfast burrito. So yeah. it was egg, potato, I think cilantro, spinach, and then it was wrapped in like a green tortilla. Yep. Um, but it was great. It was very, and it, it had, it, I had like a red salsa, which wasn't spicy enough for me. I yeah. really like spicy salsas. Right. Like especially just hot sauce. I just, I love the spicier, the better. Yeah. And I want to be on that show Hot Ones one day. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, yeah. That would be fun. Um, but it was it was really good. Yeah. It was great. It looked really good. It was really uh, satisfying. I'm going to have to go back and get, because I fans of the show know I love breakfast burritos. I'll I try every breakfast burrito. I do too. I know. Um, I love breakfast burritos. And I'll give you a bunch of real cool places to get yeah. breakfast burritos in the valley. They also make their own syrups there. So she said, if you don't. Their lavender syrup. Right. It was all homemade. Yeah. Yeah. She said any kind of, you know, if you don't quite have the flavor you want, we'll just kind of, we probably just made mix it. And, yeah. yeah. So that's so kind of cool. cool. So Caravana. Really cool place. I also uh, got their croissant, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. How, it, was, it, was it was good? It was very flaky, yeah. as a croissant should be. Was it as moist as a Queen Amon? No. Mm. It was a little bit dry. Yeah. You know, the so Queen Amon is actually made out of the dough itself mm-hmm. is very lean. I think mm-hmm. they call it like lean pastry, mm-hmm. which is very rare that you well, use Well, there's that. all the lamination. You can see yep. all the layers. But croissant is like that, too. But, but croissants is not yeah. lean. It's like it has, even though Queen Amon is the... <laughs> fattest pastry in Europe, as we've said many times. Right, uh, right. The, 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 the pastry part itself is supposed to be called lean pastry, which is yeah, interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, all the things we learned about Queen Amon by uh, looking them up once. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for going to uh, Caravana with me. Yes. It was a great little place. And, it was so and fun. owners were very nice. And uh, Yeah, it was great. I'm sure I'll be back there soon. You were talking about your Mimi and... Poppy. Mimi and Poppy. Mimi and Poppy. Uh, and one of the reasons they were here with you is because your parents are still in Austin. They yeah. they kind of run a church. Yes. They're right? Yes. Um, tell me about that because that's interesting. So that is the reason my family and I moved to Austin, Texas. So my mom and dad were kids pastors at a church called uh, City Church, which is now Church Home. And they were kids pastors there for, I think, 15 years. Now, where is that, so, where is that church? Seattle. Seattle. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. But Church Home, uh, when... It was originally uh, Pastor Wendell and Ginny were the lead pastors. And then uh, their son, Judah, now is the lead pastor. And he changed the name to Church Home. And they have a location here in L.A., actually, um, up in Seattle and here in L.A. now. But they were kids pastors there. And so I grew up in the church, love it with my whole heart. And we felt like the Lord told us to move to Austin to start a church. And so— 
we packed up, knew absolutely no one, uh, left all my friends, all my family. I was nine and I had my 10th birthday a week after we moved there. And we were in a hotel for a month and a half, started a new school, and we started a Bible study in our home. When, once, we, once we moved out of the hotel, we, we got a rental home in a, in a neighborhood, and we started a Bible study every Wednesday night, I think. And uh, soon we started with like 10 families, maybe less, like five families from the kids that I would invite from school. My brother and I would invite our friends and that we made and yeah. their families would come. And then we started growing. Soon we had 75 people in our living room and plus 25 kids in our garage. Wow. <laughs> and my aunt moved there and she's a phenomenal, phenomenal singer. And she was she would lead us in worship. And so it was, it was wonderful. But we, we soon got too big for our house because we would have neighbors complaining about the street parking because we'd have so many cars outside. So the next step, we were like, okay, Lord, what's the next step? And the next step was to rent out a school on a Sunday and have a service in the gym. And so we had our opening and we were there. I think we were maybe there for three years in the school. And the Lord gave us a building. Cool. And um, so we're in the building and then COVID happened. Yeah. And it was kind of this time where we were like, my mom and dad were really asking the Lord, okay, what's next for us? Because we are now having to be online and, you know, this is a time to innovate because we have this, this time now to sit back and really think about things. And so we joined churches with another church in the city, a church called Reach Church. And our church, Expression Church, became one church, which we are now City Reach Church. And and so it's this really beautiful where where our two churches, our two congregations came together and the their pastor, Pastor Chris and my dad, and kind of came together and we're like, all right, let's figure this out. How are we going to build a new church together? Like, because we're better together. And so it was really cool because when I went home, that happened over the pandemic. So I got to be a part of that, you know, because I was a part of moving to Austin to start our church, to start Expression Church. And so then I also got to be there for the beginning of City Reach Church. That's cool. Yeah. Now it was Reach Church and Expression Church coming together. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't call it Repression Church. Uh, (laughs) That seems like a good name to me. Reach. Repression. Impression. Repression. And it sounds like a welcoming place for people. To... <laughs> no, I think I think the name they came up with yeah, was fine. City Reach. Yeah. City Reach. That's a good name. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the type of church it is. It's like very. We love to have There's fun. a lot, a lot of music. We love, uh, yes. A lot of people performing on stage. Yeah. We have um, a great, great, fantastic worship team and um, an amazing creative team because, you know, we believe that Jesus is fun. and. Yeah. And we want church to be an environment of that, a welcoming, we always say, you know, welcome home. Like, and right. home is comforting and it's it's warm and it's welcoming. And and I think our, our church is really a representation of that. And I love it so much. And I love the people there. Oh, cool. And I definitely miss it, you know? Yeah. Well, it reminds me of a church that I, uh, we kind of go to different churches yeah. in Los Angeles, but one we used to go to is called Mosaic. Mosaic, mm-hmm. um, and I, I have a funny story about one of those small, because, you know, the, these churches have small <laughs> yeah, groups small where you groups. kind of meet, meet with people and kind yeah. of dig into like, you know, what, what's going on in the Bible and, and mm-hmm. different things and just just conversations and maybe people are struggling with things or whatever. Yeah. But so we went there once and my brother-in-law is 
Uh, he started his own church. It's a much kind of like smaller church. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I think, like you said, how you guys kind of started out. Yeah, awesome. But anyway, he had come to town one time and he's like, oh, I'd love to go to your small group with you. Yeah. So <laughs> we were getting ready to go to the small group. And I go, hold on. Him and his friend. I go, this would be really hilarious if we just all go in separately and then you tell them this certain thing. And he's like, he's like, ah, no, no, Brent. And I go, it'll be hilarious. So, so we go in and we're like, hey, we're ready to start a small group. And there's a knock on the door and like, oh. And there's these two other guys that nobody knows. And they're like, hey, uh, we heard you got some Jesus up in here. Like, <laughs> and they're like, I love it. And they're like, uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. Come on in. <laughs> I love that. And then I, start, then I just start, we, we were talking. I'm like, you look a lot like my brother in law. Mm-hmm. You look like, you look a so lot you just like him. Not yeah, to I know just pretended not to know him. Oh, that's <laughs> For like awesome. 20 minutes. And then, and of course, that's everyone so was like, great. that's so Brent to do that. I don't know. I, I just it. thought it was funny for them to, I, to me, <laughs> you got some Jesus hey, up in here. Hey, we got some Jesus up in here. <laughs> yeah, we got some Jesus up in here. Anyway. I love it. Well, that's cool. I love hearing about your your family yeah. and uh, and stuff that's important to your family and mm-hmm. how you were drawn to, to Austin. And that's, yeah. yeah, very cool. Before we get out of here, I need to get three quick recommendations from Emma Maloof. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? Okay. The hidden movie. There are not too many people that I've ever heard that actually know what this is. It's called Austin Land. And it's with Jennifer Coolidge and Carrie Russell and J.J. Field. And it's basically the whole premise of the film is (laughs) you get to pay for a Jane Austen immersive experience. So Carrie Russell's character, Jane, pays for the basic copper package. And so she goes to this place in England and it's like this big mansion and there's actors and basically you get involved with one of the actors in like a romance and you do things that they would have done in the Regency era. But it's like this whole, it's a comedy and it is hysterical. It came out years ago. Yeah. Um, but it is hands down one of my favorite films of all time. I've never heard of it. It's so random. I totally want to watch it though. <laughs> it's so random that it's but it's brilliant. I like because things Jennifer Coolidge is brilliant. Yeah, I love <laughs> weird premises like that. Where yeah. Like, that's amazing. And then and why well, I, I get why Jane Austen, I guess. I get yeah. why Jane Austen world, but it is it's very funny. It's great. What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? <sighs> Or a movie that I watch just for fun. American Horror Story. I'm going to guess. Based on our, or the movie Saw, all of them. <laughs> all of the horror films. The Ring. Yeah, no. <laughs> nope. I love all of the Jane Austen adaptations. Obviously, I think there's a theme going on here. Austin Land, Jane Austen adaptation films. So Emma with Gwyneth Paltrow. Also, I really liked the new one too that came out with Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. And uh, Keira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. And then, you know, I for like a show that I just keep going back to because I know it's always there. I do really love The Office. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You know, if you like Anya Taylor-Joy, you should watch this movie she's in called The Witch. It's not scary at all. Uh, <laughs> not scary at all. <laughs> it's, oh, man. I guess that's, I would say it's more of a thriller. It is a little uh, scary, though. But Anya Taylor-Joy is really good. Uh <laughs> If you love Emma, are you a fan of, have you ever seen the movie Clueless? No. Okay, that's the movie that you have to watch. Okay. It's a modern, it's it's 20 years old now at least. Yeah. But it's a, a modern, modern adapt, American adaptation of Clueless with Alicia Silverstone. I do. I know. I know the film. I yeah. just haven't ever seen it. Oh, it's great. It's it's Emma. Okay. So okay, it's, then it's, I will have to watch it. It's really, really good. Yeah. All right. What is the show or movie that inspires you? 
At the moment, I've been re-watching Madam Secretary. Ah. Tia Leone in that is phenomenal. Yeah. I feel like she's a very underrated actress. And just her character and performance alone is so inspirational as she plays Madam Secretary. And just the sheer power that she holds as this politician, it, it's so amazing to watch her. Right. I loved a movie back in the 90s called Flirting with Disaster with her and Ben Stiller. Nice. It was a very underrated, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Deep Impact is one of my favorite disaster movies. Her and Morgan Freeman, Freeman. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was really good in that. Yeah, she's very talented. Cool. Well, thank you for all those recommendations. I yeah. will uh, definitely check those out. And you have to watch Clueless. I do. You're going to love that movie. I'm, I'm, yeah. I can't believe I haven't seen it. But yeah, I just, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Guys, if you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pics of Emma Maloof and I enjoying our Brentfast from Caravana, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances in the official Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. Emma Maloof's first ballet shoes. Perfect for holiday gifts. It's all in there. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfast store. Emma Maloof ballet shoes, $49.95 on sale this week only during Halloween. And if you enjoy the show... Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Breakfast. to make sure you subscribe to that so you don't miss any episodes. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and now in 46 other countries. The latest just in this last month, Argentina, Egypt, Pakistan, Nigeria. Welcome, 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 welcome. And trust me, my Breakfast Burrito Brigade, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown for all the Breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciate. Big ups also my studio engineer, Marco Leon, for making me sound so good. Emma so Maloof. Good. <laughs> what is next for you? And where can we find you on social media? Well, you can follow me on Instagram, Emma Maloof. I, funny, funny story. I actually just got verified. Yeah. Which is so cool. But you know, what's funny is I only have like a thousand something followers. So every time I see the check mark, I'm like, no, you lying to me, Instagram. There's no way. But uh, yeah. I remember when I was younger, I was like, wow, blue check mark. Like I have to get verified. And then one day I was like, why do I even care about that? Like, it's yeah, just, right. Uh, it's just social media. And now I have it. I'm like, uh, I don't. What do I do with this? <laughs> Look, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing. That means that they recognize that you're being recognized by a bunch of people. Yeah. People are getting to know who you are. Yeah, and that's it's great. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank that's awesome. You. Emma Maloof, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, And uh, I can't wait for some new projects that you have coming down the pipeline yes. that we cannot talk about. I know. Super secretive. <laughs> da, da, da. And with that, we put another ostentatious worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the Ultimate Bag. See you.